0: Daily with Jason Martitz. All right, here we go. Final day of the year 2021. December 31st edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertes as the Flyers suffer an overtime loss against the San Jose Sharks. 3-2-year final. Game winner was scored 429 into the overtime. Tomas Hurdle picked up his eighth goal in his last eight games and his 16th goal of the season. The reason Flyers got it to overtime, two players in particular. Joel Farabee got the tying goal at 15:57 of the third period, his ninth of the season. And Felix Sandstrom, the Flyers' rookie goaltender, making his NHL debut. Ho-hum, how about the Flyers' rookie record for saves in a debut? 43 saves on 46 shots. Flyers able to muster 25 on James Reimer. Flyers do grab a point out of the game. And considering the situation and the travel and everything else that went into this, uh, that's a pretty good result. You'll take three out of four points with the Seattle and San Jose game for the first two of this road trip. Still two more to go. Los Angeles coming up on Saturday against the Kings 1030 at night. And then they'll wrap up the four-game trip with the Anaheim Ducks on January 4th. But the Flyers left Seattle the night prior, obviously back-to-back games, and were delayed because Seattle got snow. Now, I had John Forslund on my Stick to Hockey live show, and he said that Seattle was freaking out. He's the play-by-play voice of the Seattle Kraken now on television, and he said Seattle was freaking out because they got three inches of snow. Well, it caused the plane to be delayed. Flyers didn't get into San Jose until 4.30 local time, 4.30 a.m., which is 7.30 our time. And by the time you get into the hotel, get settled and get to sleep and turn around and play a game again that night at 1030 in the time zone that they live in. So tough situation. It wasn't uh, the best two games of the season for the Flyers. But to come out of it with three out of four points and points now in seven straight games. They've gotten 12 of a possible 14 points in those seven games. And right now, they're only a point back of that final wild card spot. Now, in total fairness, yeah, they're a point back of the Detroit Red Wings, who hold the last wild card spot with 33 points in 31 games. Flyers have played 31 as well. Columbus, only one point back of the Flyers, two points back of Detroit but they've only played 29 games. And the real team to look out for here is the Boston Bruins. They've only played 26 games. So the Flyers have five games in hand, 10 possible standings points, and the Boston Bruins have 30 points. So they're two points back of the Flyers, but five games in hand. They have a record of 14, 10, and two on the season. And the Flyers right now, they're back in the mix. You see how quickly things can change. You put together some wins, you put together... A point streak like the Flyers had now have now for seven games, and since that ten-game winless streak, and you can get right back into the equation at this point in the season. Now, when you get later in the season, and division teams are playing division teams, and conference teams are playing conference teams, and then you get those three-point games, it makes it a lot more difficult to move up, and conversely, move down in the standings. But right now, uh, the Flyers getting their game together. Again, it wasn't perfect the last two nights. The first two periods against Seattle weren't nearly good enough. They were good enough in the third, and they found a way to get a win. And then last night against San Jose, they looked like a tired hockey team playing a team that wasn't tired. And those are the circumstances. I know some people will call that an excuse. That's a reality. And you saw some tired mistakes on the ice last night as well. And the Flyers still find a way to get a point out of it. So you'll take that. I I recite this all the time. It's not necessarily who you play. It's when you play them. What the circumstances are of that game, and the circumstances they were exacerbated for the Flyers with the travel nightmare that unfolded from Seattle to San Jose. Already on a back to back, but they got a great goaltending performance from Felix Sandstrom, and Mike Yo made that decision to go to Sandstrom based on exertion levels and workload and sports science. It was the right decision. Uh, at least I thought it was, as I kind of mentioned on yesterday's podcast, that it's not about as many, how many shots the goaltender faces, but really the exertion levels. And they measure all of that with sports science and the technology they have today. And he goes with Felix Anstrom, and it was it was obviously the right decision. Felix Anstrom was very good in the game. And I, I kind of harken back to a couple years ago when the Flyers were in the bubble, and they had a game against the Montreal Canadiens, and Carter Hart's playing against Carey Price in the playoffs inside the bubble in Toronto, and he had a really good game. If I recall, he made 32 saves on 33 shots. I think it was game three of that series where the Flyers grabbed the 2-1 series lead. And I remember being really impressed with Carter, not because of the 32 saves on 33 shots— But because, as I termed it at the time, it didn't look like his heart rate ever exceeded 70 beats per minute. The way he played was just so calm, under control. The situation didn't look too big for him. He was not frenetic in net. He was very focused and reading plays and fundamentally playing the position the way he always plays it with or without pressure of the moment. And the interesting thing about watching Felix Sandstrom last night in that game against San Jose is he looked very similar. It did not look like he was ever overwhelmed in the game. From from the drop of the puck, he looked very comfortable. He looked very matter-of-fact and efficient, and his reads were good. Even in overtime, you're in your first NHL game, and even in overtime— he was just sticking pucks away that were coming through his crease like he was out for a morning skate. Never looked overwhelmed. That's a great sign for a goaltender. And he's the guy that was drafted back in 2015. He's not a young kid. He's 24 years old at this point. He was drafted, I think, 70th overall in the third round for, by the Flyers. And he, would, he had a real good performance. And this is a goalie that has played most of his hockey, professionally and obviously growing up on an Olympic sheet size ice and has been working through that adjustment period of getting used to the North American ice which is significantly smaller it's not nearly as wide and for a goaltender that spatial awareness is much different on an Olympic sheet of ice than it is for the small North American sheet of ice and when you're on the smaller ice At the NHL level, shots can come from anywhere inside the offensive zone. So you mentally have to be engaged at a different level. In the European game, it's a lot more passing and working things around the outside. You constantly feel like, I've talked to guys about this, they feel like they're waiting on a shot. At the NHL, you're you're not waiting on a shot, you're anticipating a shot at all times. And it's a tough, tough adjustment for goaltenders. And obviously the spatial part of it as well the depth, your angles, a lot of it feels different and looks different to the goaltender, and it takes some time to get adjusted to. And Felix Anstrom was a guy that just couldn't get into a rhythm in adjusting because for one circumstance or another, whether it was injury or the pandemic or whatever, you know, he just wasn't able to put together a lot of games on the smaller ice surface. He's been able to do that a little bit this year, and he's adjusting, and we started to see that adjustment really kick into form last year. Um, and you saw in his game last night that he's a goaltender that looks confident. He's got good technical abilities, good play reading and instincts, and looks really good for the Flyers in that game. So you can never have too much goaltending. And a great performance from Felix Antrim to start out his NHL career. Comes in a loss, but he gave his t- team every chance to win that game and made 43 saves in the game for the Flyers. So they'll take that. And uh, perhaps that gives the coaching staff confidence while Carter is not available to use him again. And if you run into a situation where you have an injury or if Martin Jones were to go into COVID protocol, you don't fret putting Felix Sandstrom into an NHL game. You need to get points in the standings and you know you can get quality play out of them because we saw that in in an NHL game against the San Jose Sharks last night. Like I said, this will wrap up the, the calendar year for the Flyers. 2021, not the most memorable year in Flyers history um, for uh, the franchise, all said and done in the calendar year of 2021. They started out the 56-game season on January 13th last year. They played, obviously, 56 games. They had a record of 25-23-8, and And this year, they've played 31 games with a record of 13-12-6, so a combined record in the calendar year of 2021. Of 38 35 and 14 and a total of 87 games so we look forward to 2022 flyers will be back at it coming up on saturday when they take on the los angeles kings and kick off another calendar year of philadelphia flyers hockey we're all hoping it moves in the right direction obviously from a pandemic standpoint and health standpoint and public health standpoint but also from a success on the ice standpoint for the Flyers. Now, coming out before the game, we heard the news that Sean Couturier is on IR and is week-to-week dealing with an upper body injury. Good news is, Brian Smith pointed this out on the pregame show, is that the last game that he played was the game the Flyers played before they were— shut down just before the Christmas break, before that Washington and Pittsburgh game were postponed. And that was back on December 18th. So he's already probably a couple weeks into trying to recover from the injury. Uh, But week to week, not sure how long that'll be. But uh, no Sean Couturier for the Flyers. They're going to have to deal with it. And they're going to have to find ways to get it done, uh, missing yet another very important player. I mean, you're already without guys like Ryan Ellis. You're without Derek Broussard, you've been missing players on COVID protocol, Scott Lawton, and others. And it's a tough situation, but uh, Sean Couturier not available right now. Uh, you got to deal with what is available, and the Flyers still got to find a way to get standings points. They've crawled back into this thing, into this wild card picture. Got to see it all the way through now, and they need to continue with good play to do that. 51 games remaining on the season. It's not like there's just a couple of games left, or there's just you know, not that much runway. There's plenty of runway, but you got to play better and you got to be a better team consistently. We'll see if they can do that. We can also see uh, 2022 right around the corner and we'll bring you the first Flyers Daily episode of 2022. We'll preview the Flyers-Kings matchup coming up tomorrow night. In the meantime, everybody, enjoy the final day of 2021. It's been such a great year. <laughs> it can leave now and uh, we'll bring you a brand new episode tomorrow of Flyers Daily. Have a great day.